Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. Well, Okuo, as you know, we've been having a year of learning about spiritual fruit. We learned how fruit is created through us by the Holy Spirit. We learned that there are different types of fruit, well, all the different types of fruit there are. We learned that we can help feed this fruit with our crappy situations. We learned uh, that sometimes the best fruit comes out of our worst times in our lives. And we learned that we have a choice to hand it out or keep it to ourselves when God's calling us to do something. We want you to go. Then in the last series, we learned how the Holy Spirit allows us this fruit to be shared in these small communities and eventually shared with a bigger one. Now, as this fruit is shared in these small communities, the hopes are that, like the early church, it will go out into the world to bring other people to know who Jesus is. And we are in a community that has all the potential of the early church. And with that being said, we need to make sure that we are getting community right, because it's through this community that the gospel, the story of Jesus, will be spread. And if we don't get community right, we might not be able to share the gospel. So here at Akuo, we are all about community. Remember, Akuo Church exists to be in community with Jesus and one another. And that's why we're doing our best to make sure in this series and forever after this, we understand what it looks like to treat one another. Now, in my life, I've been a part of my fair share of communities, like I'm sure you have too, and some that aren't that great. And, and one of them was uh, when I was in college, and this one is a bit of a doozy. This small community was actually a business I worked at. It was a dysfunctional community to say the least, uh, but that shouldn't have been expected because the owner of the business, the big boss, did not do his best to build a connection culture in those offices. Not even, now, now even though the culture wasn't great, the business made a great deal of money and most of it was cash. So our boss would regularly just like pull out this wad of cash to make sure we all knew that he was like this rich guy and up here and we were like down there. He'd also be very boastful about it. He'd let us know that like he'd have like a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars in his pocket, just randomly would just let us know. And he also had a temper. He would regularly scream at employees when they were doing, the wrong, doing things the wrong way. Now one time, the employee that was getting yelled at didn't appreciate it and got up and literally fought the boss. They rolled around on the floor in the lobby. Our boss ended up having like uh, their head cut open when they fell onto the ground. And that wasn't all. He was incredibly unkind, very vindictive. He would be mad at an employee, so he would just withhold their paycheck. He didn't care. He wasn't going to give them the check until they did what he wanted to. Luckily, I didn't normally work directly with the owner very often. I was normally in like another part of the offices, away from where all these shenanigans would happen. But from time to time, I would be given my share of grief uh, as well. Really, it was, it was more than I ever wanted to deal with. Any grief was more than I wanted to deal with. And there was one day where I'd turned over a bunch of work to the business. You know, I'd just done all this work for them and it was near the end of the day and I got a phone call and I answered it and I wasn't on the phone for less than five minutes while I was sitting at my computer and my boss walked in and was like, hey, if, if you're gonna make a personal call, I'm gonna need you to clock out for it. Mind you, I've been working at this place for the few years at this point and other employees would be on their phone like all day long. So I hung up the phone, got up, walked over to where we clocked out, punched out, logged out of my computer, grabbed my stuff, and I literally never went back there again. And it's a community that I don't miss being a part of at all. Has something like this ever happened to you? Have you ever been a part of a community where you felt like you were being antagonized or messed with all the time? 
Have you ever had to deal with a person or multiple people in a community that were prideful, rough on you, and anything but kind? When that happened, how did you deal with it? Did you stick it out or did you bail? Now, with that experience of a bad community, how do you look at communities and how do you carry yourself when trying to build community? Well, in the Bible, the Apostle Paul was helping the church in the city of Ephesus deal with a community that was prideful, rough on each other at times, and unkind to each other. So Paul wrote them this letter, walking them through how to make things better. Now, what makes things interesting is that when Paul writes this letter, he's actually in a Roman prison. He was imprisoned for being a public nuisance, which is just that Paul was preaching the gospel and the folks in power of the Jewish church weren't happy about it. Now, while Paul was in jail, he was getting letters out to churches that he knew and loved. And one of them was to Ephesus, where Paul spent years helping set up their church. It was a place and a group of people that he genuinely loved. And you see that pour through Paul's letter. Now, the first half of this letter to the Ephesians is, is like a prayer. Paul walks the reader through the quality of life the church should be having. Paul also includes the benefits of belonging to the church. And it walks the reader through the quality of their personal life, as well as the miracle of the church as a community. How all these people from different backgrounds are now all together in a single community. Paul viewed the fact that these people were, were separated for generations, were all of a sudden now united in Jesus. And he saw it as a straight up miracle of God. So it's in the second half of this letter that Paul starts giving the church in Ephesus instructions on how to practically grow a connection culture. So here's how he gets started in chapter four. There, Paul writes, Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. So what is our calling? Well, after all the stuff that he set up and talked about in the first three chapters, I would say Paul is saying that our calling is walking in unity with God and the other believers around us. In other words, Paul is telling the Ephesians to be in community with Jesus and one another. So Paul wants us to lead a life worthy of our calling. However, that's not always very easy. Sometimes we will end up with a boss that likes to fight his employees, literally. Sometimes we will end up with a significant other that bails on us. Sometimes we will end up with a family that only brings out the worst in us. Sometimes we will end up with people around us that will hold us back. When that happens, we might want to fight. We want to push back. We don't want to be the ones that are being messed with. We want to be the ones that are doing the messing, right? Or we retreat. We keep on going back and back and back until they eventually overtake us. Guys, Paul doesn't want us to have a community like this, especially a church community like this. We need to be different. We are all called to something different than what this is. Our calling is to be in community with Jesus and one another. We need to be able to listen to God and then start loving all the people around us in our community. Not only that, but we need to allow other people to love us as well. So what does that look like? Paul explains it further. He says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with one another, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. So when it comes to building up this connection culture, we need to be humble and gentle. We need to be patient with one another. 
We need to understand that the people around us won't always be perfect, and we need to make allowances for their faults. Why would we do these things? Well, because we're supposed to love people in our community. In the New Testament, the language that is translated from Greek is the word that is used for love is agapao, which is a word that we've talked about before last year when we had a series on love. So this agapao love is not a romantic love. It's not about getting married or like giving kisses, nothing like that. However, it's still a very deep love. This is just the kind of love that involves choice, where you're making a choice or a selection. This is the kind of thing that we have to make a choice to love them. It doesn't necessarily come naturally. So what Paul is saying right here is that we need to be humble, gentle, and patient with each other because we are choosing to love the people around us. Paul understands it won't be a cakewalk. He knows that it's going to take some effort to learn how to do that. And that brings us to our big idea for today. When you are going throughout your week and you think about this message, I want you to remember this. When it comes to building a connection culture, I want you to do something. I want you to be HGP. I want you to be humble, gentle, and patient. Humble, gentle, and patient. And this is how we need to be with the community that we are in here at Akua. This is how we need to be with our family community, with our brothers, our sisters, our moms, dads, cousins. This is how we need to be with our work community, coworkers, bosses, people that report to us, and the community around us, especially at a time like this. Guys, there is a fear and anger and frustration everywhere we go right now. Don't add to it. It doesn't matter what side of anything you are on right now, there is frustration to be had in that position. I actually saw a thing online this week where people are mad and getting very fired up because there's a Nickelodeon video game that is releasing new characters into it every few weeks and people are upset that there are too many Ninja Turtles in the game and not enough of the other cartoons. This is absolutely bonkers to me because it shows that people are so on the edge right now that they will fight about anything. This is also nuts because you can never have too many Ninja Turtles. Cowabunga, dude. <laughs> but seriously, there is so much frustration out there. There's so much hurt out there. There is so much fear out there. So let's be people that are humble. Let's be people that are gentle. Let's be people that are patient. Let's be people that are HGB. Now, to help us do this, I wanna break these three virtues down a little better. So let's start with humble. For this, I'm gonna go back to the Greek word again that's used here because sometimes things might be lost in translation. So the meaning of humble here in the Greek is a virtue that is produced when we compare ourselves to God instead of other people. Now think about that. How small do you feel when you start comparing yourself to God? Just give yourself a second and compare yourself to God. Now that feeling is how Paul is telling us to carry ourselves in our lives, in our communities, with an understanding exactly of how we line up with everything in this universe. We are infinitely less significant than God. This is a great place to start with being humble. And there's actually a great parable that Jesus tells about this idea of humility. He tells a story about a person that shows up to a wedding. At the wedding reception, it's open seating. So Jesus explains this person's options. 
This person can try and sit at the table with the most distinguished people, maybe the family seating area. But what would happen if that person sat down and someone's like, hey man, we need your seat. And then they get up, they look around the reception and all the, the good seats have been taken. So now the person has to like go sit in the worst seat, like next to the bathroom, right? <laughs> then Jesus explains the other option. He explains how you can sit in a more lowly seat. And then when the host of the wedding sees you, they're like, no, 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 you're way too far away from me. You're far too important to sit this far away. Come, sit closer to me. You see the difference in how those two things feel? Then Jesus finishes up the parable in this way. He says this in Luke 14. He says, for those who exalt themselves will be humble, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So guys, walk around with humility. By doing that, you will eventually be exalted. It might not be in this world, but Jesus sees what you're doing. Now, one of the things that goes hand in hand with being humble is being gentle. Gentleness, written in the scripture in the Greek, is prautis, and it means not being overly impressed by a sense of one's self-importance, which is really interesting, and it actually connects back to this idea that we aren't as important as we think we are. Another way to look at this idea is that we have been given this amazing power by God through the Holy Spirit inside of all us believers. But God didn't give us this unlimited power to destroy things. He gave us this power to build people up. He gave us this power to help. Now, to have a power like this being measured and used for good at all times takes incredible patience, which is the last part of this acronym. When I think of patience, there's a Bible verse that always hits me just like right in the head, and it comes from the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, the book of Ecclesiastes is authored by King Solomon, who is one of the king of, kings of Israel's well before Jesus and is thought of to be one of the smartest people that ever lived. He's also one of the writers of the book of Proverbs. So Ecclesiastes can be viewed in part as a book that would be used by the people of Israel to help them better apply the law to their lives in ways that connect them to God. And it was a book that had tons of wisdom in it. So let's take a look at this verse in Ecclesiastes 7. There Solomon says, Finishing is better than starting. Patience is better than pride. So this is one of my favorite pieces of wisdom from the book of Ecclesiastes, really in, in the whole Bible. Here it's saying what we all know. The start of a task or a season can always be the toughest. Yet we're always trying to jump to that next thing before our current situation is finished. And we need to be patient and wait on God's timing and what he has brought before anything else can happen. And here's where it really gets interesting, that, that last part. Patience is better than pride. Here we go again. We're talking about how pride is what brings us down. Pride is what is fighting against us being humble, gentle, and patient. So let's get over ourselves and trust in God's timing in whatever we are doing. So here are some very practical things that you can do to help you get better at being HGP. The first thing you can do is admit your faults. When you do something wrong, just say, hey, my bad, I was wrong. That's it. It's not crazy. And this will go a long way with your friends, with your family. And if you're a parent, you can admit to your kids that you make mistakes too. If you like burn dinner or serve them something that's too cold or whatever, just say, oh, it's my bad, I'm sorry. Guys, some of you might be like, well, I'm never wrong. So that, but that's a whole other sermon in itself. But there's another way that you can help develop your HGP and that's to ask for help. Guys, we can't do everything on our own. We all need help with something. So when you find yourself in that moment 
where you would normally do a task on your own, or you find yourself in a moment where you would be shutting people out, I want you to stop and ask someone for help. People aren't just gonna look at you and know that you need help. You need to let them know that you need something. By the way, I'm the worst at this. So this might not be easy, I know, and that's okay. Paul gets that this will be difficult. He understands it, so he gives us encouragement in all of these things. Now let's go back to Ephesians 4 where Paul writes this. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. We need to make every effort to stay united. We will need to continually try. We will need to show that agapao, love, to one another. We will do that because we know the glorious hope we have in the future, a future where Jesus will come back to this earth and make everything perfect. And it's not just about the future either. It's about right now. Remember, when you are a believer, you have the Holy Spirit. You have something heavenly living within your flesh. Guys, right now, you are the intersection between heaven and earth. And until Jesus gets back, it's up to us, it's up to you to bring heaven to earth. Not division, not anger, not snarky memes. Heaven. So that's what we should be striving for. We need to be HGB, humble, gentle, patient. There's no person that walked this earth that showed more HGP than Jesus. He came down to this earth and lived a life of perfection even though he was God in this flesh. He laid his life down. He showed humility, gentleness, and patience with us when he sacrificed himself for our sins, all the ways we messed up, so that they would be wiped away. He is the one we believe in and he is the one we follow. So if you ever feel like you want some extra HGP, just think about Jesus. Now for some of you, you've been listening to me go on and on about Jesus and unity in the community of Christians, but you aren't officially a part of that community right now. If that's you, first off, I'd like to thank you for being a part of this conversation that we're having today and being an investigator, a spiritual investigator. The second thing I wanna do is give you an opportunity to join our community, to be in community with Jesus and all of us. And to be in community with Jesus, all you have to do is simply have a conversation with him, which we would call a prayer. Then you just let Jesus know that you believe in him and what he did here on this earth the best way you possibly can. Now, to help you out, I'd like to ask everyone in the Akuo community to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo, no one ever has to pray alone. There's always an entire community here for you, praying with you. So if you want to connect to Jesus today, or you want to help someone connect to Jesus today, I'd just like to ask you to bow your head and pray along uh, with me and say something like this. Just say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for laying your life down for me. Thank you for doing everything you did for me. Today, I say that I believe in you. I believe in everything that you did for me. Jesus, right here, Right now, I ask for you to start speaking into my life. Help me follow you 
the best way I know how. Help me be a part of your community, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything. Amen. Now let's just keep our heads bowed. Now if you've been a believer, whether it's been for the last five decades, or the last five seconds, and you want to get some help creating this community, creating a culture of connection, I want you to pray something like this with me. Jesus, I need you in this time. There are so many things out there that are keeping me from being humble, gentle, and patient. There are so many things that make me angry, that make me fearful, that make me want to take matters into my own hands. Jesus, help me remember you when I find myself in that anger, fear, and impatience. Remind me to be humble, gentle, and patient with every single person I come across. And through that posture, let people see you and how much you love them. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. And we pray all of those things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, guys, thank you for spending some time with us here today. Now, before we go, I have a few things I'd like to share with you. The first thing I want to talk about is our community, right? We're talking about community all the time. Well, there's an easy way for you to get connected to our community, and that's by joining one of our community groups that will be getting started here in the fall. As of right now, we have a few groups that are going to be getting started, and it's so awesome. And We believe that it's so important in all of our spiritual journeys to be in a group, loving people, and being loved by people around you. Now, with that being said, we could always use a few more groups to help every single person in Dakota get connected. And we could also use some help figuring out when we should be doing these groups for everyone. So help us out by filling out the survey we have posted to our social media so we can have the best groups possible here at Akuo Church. Now we also have some very exciting news coming up as well. For the first time in the history of our church, we are doing child dedications. We're so excited about it. So guys, if you are interested in, in dedicating your children here at Akuo, we'd love for you to be a part of it. Now, here at Akuo, we don't do infant or baby baptisms because we believe that a person, when being baptized, should be able to make the decision on their own. And normally, babies and infants can't make that decision. So uh, for the babies and children here at Akuo, we will, we will be celebrating child dedications. Now, with child dedications, this will be a time that parents will bring up their child to the front of the church and declare that they will raise their child in the ways of Jesus. Now this will happen during our service next week, Sunday, September the 5th. So if you have one or more kids that you would like to dedicate, you can sign up right now for that by clicking on our website or by looking at any of our social media pages. The link will be right there for you to get signed up for this. Also, because this is such a fun day and such an exciting time, we want you to be sure to tell all of your friends and family that they are invited to come and celebrate along with us. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is how we practice generosity here at Akul. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Guys, we know that we want to be trusting God with everything in our life. We want to be trusting Jesus with everything we've got. So we know that when we hand something over to God, to Jesus, there is a great blessing in that. And in the same way, when we hand our finances over to God and we trust Him and give joyfully, 
then we see blessings. Now, I'm not saying this is like a prosperity gospel thing. You're going to tithe and get a helicopter. That's not how it goes. But what happens is you will get spiritual blessings. Now, that might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family. If things are tough, we want to help you out right now. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send me an email directly at humby.cedaveta at akuo.church, or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to tithe here at Akuo Church, the way that you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option for that. All you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. If you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to give your money through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to AKUO at PO box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you today, and I want you to know that I love you all, and I'm praying for all of you all week long. So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. So Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browsers, turns off their TV, and puts away their phone, I ask that you'd be speaking to them, and I pray that they would hear you. Lord, I pray that you would grow their humility. I pray that you would grow their gentleness, and I pray that you would grow their patience this week and every week moving forward. I pray that you would give them ample opportunities to see how the HGP can be used and how people can see you through that time, Lord. We thank you for everything and we love you and we pray all of these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you. You have a great week. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.